What is up, everybody? Welcome into Locked on Tigers. I am your host, Chris Castellani. It is Friday, July 31st. I had this episode in the bag. I had everything recorded last night. That's what I do. I record these episodes right after the Tigers conclude their game. But as I was about to save the audio file, Audacity crashed on me. I tried to recover the file, but when I went back to listen to it, it was a slurred, garbled mess. Completely incoherent. You couldn't understand a thing that I was saying. It was like a a DJ just did a million record scratches over the whole thing. It it was unuploadable, and because of that, I am re-recording and thus going to re-upload today's podcast, so thank you for being patient with me. No one to blame. That happens sometimes. I think I might have just had too many files open here on my laptop. No issue at all. We are going to cover yesterday's game, a 5-3 defeat. The Tigers earn a split against the Royals in their first home series of the year. We're going to preview tonight's pitching matchup, and I'm going to talk about some news coming out of Tigers camp regarding one injured Cameron Maben. Who did the Tigers decide to call up? I will talk about that in the second segment, but I'm going to start with yesterday's game. Like I said, a 5-3 loss to the Royals. I'm going to start with the pitching performance. Ivan Nova towed the slab for the Detroit Tigers. You know, there's been some guys for this baseball team who have been legit surprises, right? Like Jacoby Jones, who continues to hit. There's been some guys who have been disappointments. I'll talk about one of those in the second segment in Jamer Candelario. But then there's been a few guys who have been exactly what I thought they would be, and Ivan Nova is one of those guys. Hasn't been terrible. You look at the line yesterday, five and two-thirds, eight hits, two earned runs. It's hard to necessarily complain about that. Kept his team in the game, but I think there was more to meet the eye with that performance because when you look at Baseball Savant, when you check out the exit velos, he wasn't fooling anybody, giving up a lot of really hard contact. I mean, several barrels, pitches that were crushed at 95, 100, 104 miles per hour, some of them resulting in outs. I think he got fairly lucky a little bit yesterday. But ultimately, look, it's hard for me to complain. Like I said, five and two-thirds, only two earned runs. You feel like if he was going up against a better offense, he might have gotten himself into more trouble. But I give him credit for getting into several high-leverage situations and pitching around him. So not a, not a bad performance by Ivan Nova. I just worry that if he brought that same stuff to another team, He may have gotten rocked, but we don't have to worry about that, at least for the time being. On the mound for the Royals was Brady Singer. Going to talk about him a little bit just because I like talking about these young pitchers. Brady Singer looks solid. You know, five innings, two earned runs. Very, very similar to his first career outing against the Indians just five days earlier. I like this kid. I think he's going to be a good pitcher. And I forgot about this just to kind of bring it back around to the Tigers. I remember when the Tigers clinched the number one overall pick on the final day of the 2017 regular season, there were a lot of people at that point in time who thought that Brady Singer may be the guy who ends up going number one overall to the Tigers. Now, obviously, Casey Mize went number one overall to Detroit, and hopefully he'll be making his debut here soon. And Brady Singer did nothing wrong to cause him to drop in the draft. It's just Casey Mize just descended. I mean, it's so rare that you have a guy out of college who can consistently throw five pitches for strikes. He's a one-of-a-kind talent, but I think Brady Singer is going to be an excellent pitcher here. I, I don't know if I'll ever see him being an ace of a staff. I don't think that fastball is quite explosive enough. I said yesterday that he's going to have to try to develop that third pitch, and yesterday we saw him throwing some change-ups. I think Royals fans have a lot to be excited with Brady Singer. I think he's going to be a pretty darn good pitcher here in Kansas City for several years to come. Bullpen fell apart yesterday after a so-so outing by Ivan Nova. Did not have their best stuff yesterday, especially Cisnero and Fulmer. 
Cisnero took the loss, giving up one run in one inning, and Carson Fulmer pretty much responsible for allowing the Royals to put the ball game on ice with a, a difficult performance in his second outing as a Detroit Tiger. Look, he's going to be a big-time project, and I still say give him as many reps as you can. I'm not going to focus on this a ton because I've talked about it several times already, both on here and in my post-game videos, but the issue with him is is so apparent. Got to clean up the mechanics. I mean, that wind-up, it is... So herky-jerky, I don't know how he's going to be able to repeat that delivery and consistently throw strikes at the major league level with those kind of mechanics. That may be something that he won't be able to fix. It's difficult for a guy to completely change his windup in the middle of a baseball season, especially a season that is this short. But the stuff is fine. I'm sure there's a reason why he has those mechanics. I'm sure he's worried about losing arm speed, but his issue isn't stuff. I mean, even if he loses a tick on that fastball, his problem is going to be consistently throwing strikes. So if that means refining his delivery... Uh, I think it might do him some good. I've said several times he's going to be a project here. A rough outing yesterday for Carson Fulmer. There were some positives, though, in yesterday's game. Jonathan Scope with his third home run in as many games. This one in opposite field shot. Look, you can rip on Avila all you want, and God knows I have many a time. But at the end of the day, the two signings that he made, the two signings from Minnesota that he made, C.J. Crone and Jonathan Scope, thus far, even though Crone was abysmal in this series against Kansas City, they have worked. They got those guys because they knew that they were two guys capable of hitting home runs, and that's exactly what they've done. Jonathan Scope is a good ball player. That's what I said when they signed both these guys. It's like, we've seen some signings here recently. You could throw Austin Romine uh, as as a prime example of that. These bargain bin one-year deals where you're just kind of scratching your head going, what do you think they're going to bring to a ball club? I look at both these guys from the very beginning, and I said, you know what? They're going to add something to this team. They will make this team better. That's why you sign free agents, so you can make your team better. And I think Jonathan Scope has been, uh, along with Jacoby Jones, probably the, the two biggest bright spots uh, in, in terms of that Tigers batting order. They've been very, very good. But one of the big storylines yesterday, Miguel Cabrera, two home runs. For the first time in almost four years, the last time he did it, I believe, was a game in September of 2016 against the Chicago White Sox. Much, much needed for Miguel Cabrera. This was a guy who'd been really, really struggling. I hadn't talked about it a ton, but it was very apparent that this was a dude who was not seeing the ball particularly well. I really hope that his performance yesterday will be the beginning of... Miguel Cabrera starting to turn things around. It was very well documented that he was a guy who made an attempt to get into better shape. And I, I said for one of my earliest podcasts here, I said, I think that's great. I can't wait to see Miguel Cabrera in better shape, but his issue is going to be those knees. It, the fact is he hasn't been able to lift. Now, that would be passable, sure, if the average was fine. I mean, obviously, you'd like to see him hitting doubles and hitting home runs, but I've said for several years now, I just don't really see him getting back to that point. But he hadn't even been hitting singles. He hit that one two-run shot off of Michael Lorenzen the second game of the season. Besides that, a lot of weak contact, a lot of strikeouts, a difficult start to the season, and then yesterday, two home runs. I mean, it was vintage Miggy. And we're all rooting for Miguel Cabrera. How can you not be? This is a guy for... We're rooting for him for two reasons. One, he is a relic of a time when baseball in this city was pretty darn fun. And he was the biggest reason for that. For a time being, he was the greatest hitter I have ever seen. And, and I will stand by that statement for a long time. Better to me than Mike Trout. He was one of a kind. And also, you're rooting for him because you got to try to get the most he can out of that contract. And that contract is going to be a disaster no matter what. But if he's able to relatively get some of that power back, it would be a major positive. There's been a lot of stops and starts. We've seen him have games where he's hit home runs. We've seen him have games where he's 
shown off, you know, a semblance of some of the power that he used to have. He's had a lot of stops and starts with injuries. Hopefully, his performance yesterday will catapult him back to relative prominence and in a return to some of that power that made him oh so effective in his time in Detroit here from 2008 to 2016. So that will do it for segment one. When I get back, I'm going to talk about Cameron Mabin, who was put on the injured list. Travis Demerit called up. I'll cover that in segment number two. And I will express my disappointment in one player on this Tigers team who I feel like has gotten off to the most abysmal of starts. And of course, I will preview tonight's pitching matchup, the first game of a home series against the Cincinnati Reds. We will be right back. It doesn't matter if you're a professional athlete, a stay-at-home parent, or you spend eight hours a day in an uncomfortable office chair, everyone needs support to make it through the day. Luckily, our friends at CBDMD have an amazing duo that can help you relax, regroup, and recharge when life gets chaotic. CBD Freeze with Menthol is an award-winning product that offers instant cooling relief for muscles and joints in a convenient and easy-to-use roller or shareable squeeze tube. CBD Recover combines CBD with inflammation-fighting compounds like Arnica and vitamin B6 to give you the support you need where it matters most. And to make it even easier to try this amazing duo of topicals and everything else CBDMD has to offer, they're offering all our listeners 25% off your next order when you use the promo code LOCKEDONMLB at checkout. Once again, that's CBDMD.com, promo code LOCKEDONMLB for 25% off your purchase of superior CBD oil products from CBDMD. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even a new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. And we are back. So like I said, Cameron Mabin was put on the 10-day injured list. He legged out an infield single yesterday and pulled his right quad. He will be sidelined here for about 10 days. Called up from the taxi squad was Travis Demerit. Travis Demerit acquired, I believe, a calendar year ago today, from the Atlanta Braves in the Shane Green deal. Played 48 games with the Tigers a season ago. Underwhelming numbers, 225 batting average, only a 286 OBP and 630 OPS. Did hit three home runs. Not a great defender, but put up some pretty good minor league numbers and was good in the spring. The Tigers were excited about how he looked in spring training. Obviously, all that came to a crashing halt because of COVID. This is his opportunity. This is a guy who's 25 years old, only in his second year 
in the major leagues. This is going to be his chance to to prove his worth. You know, he's not going to have a whole lot of those because within the next several years here, we're going to have some reinforcements coming. This is a guy who's going to continue to be fighting for a major league roster spot for the next two years or so. We'll see what he's capable of. I don't have a whole lot to add. You know, I, I was skeptical of him being called up right away last year. He had some good minor league numbers, but he was acquired you know, from the Atlanta Braves farm system. They plucked him right in the middle of the lineup, and he struggled a season ago. Hopefully, he'll be able to find it following what was a pretty darn good spring for him. Obviously, everything in spring training you have to take with a grain of salt. I've only said that a million times. I do want to talk about one guy who I'm very disappointed in. Last night was the night I officially gave up on Jamer Candelario being a legitimate hitter at the major league level. I think I've been more patient with the guy than most other people have. I gave him a long time. I liked him in the minor leagues. I liked the acquisition. And I still I still don't mind that trade. I mean, they got Isaac Paredes out of that, so I, I don't have a ton to complain about. But I liked how he looked when he first got called up to Detroit. I liked how he looked at the beginning of the 2018 season. Then he had that wrist injury, and it seemed to just completely derail him. Jamer Candelario looks awful. In 19 plate appearances so far this year, he is 0 for 17 with 9 strikeouts. I know I've talked quite a bit this week about how strikeouts are, are sometimes overblown, but when you're fighting for a spot on a major league roster and you're barely putting the ball in play, yeah, that's a serious problem. And I've defended him more than almost anybody else. Oh, he's improved as a defender. Oh, he sees a lot of pitches. I've been saying that for two years now. Like, at a certain point, you gotta nut up or shut up, and he has... He has been a massive disappointment. The one thing I've said for the last calendar year or so since Harold Castro got the call up is that I want Jamer to take the reins at third base because I think Jamer has more upside. And while I do still technically agree with that, the fact of the matter is he hasn't reached any of that potential. At a certain point, upside just becomes wasted potential, and that might be what we're experiencing with Jamer Candelaria. I'm very disappointed in him because I believed in that acquisition, I believed in that trade, and I liked what I saw out of him early on in his career here, but he's gotten consistently worse. And while I don't think Harold Castro has a high ceiling by any means, the fact of the matter is Harold Castro's put forth the effort to improve. He has gotten better. He does put the ball in play. I think you got to start giving him the reps at the third base position because Jamer is giving you nothing right now. Okay, on to tonight's pitching matchup. It's a good one. Tigers at home against a familiar opponent in the Cincinnati Reds, the team that they opened the season up against. Spencer Turnbull on the mound. For Detroit, he looked very good in his first outing of the season in Cincinnati last Sunday. Went five innings, only gave up one earned run. Stuff looked dynamic, still has some issues he needs to work on in terms of command and keeping that pitch count down, but he's got the best stuff of any pitcher on this starting staff. I think Spencer Turnbull is going to be a key piece of this organization going forward and starting from the Cincinnati Reds, a guy I've talked about on here several times. For some reason, my paths with this pitcher keep crossing. Luis Castillo, he struck out 11 batters over six innings last Saturday against the Tigers in a no decision. The Tigers obviously went on to win that game. This, according to MLB.com, his 24 swing and miss strikes were too shy of his career best. He's not an easy guy to face. He is incredibly dynamic. He has a unique arm slot. He has a unique release point. He is a fun pitcher to watch. Hopefully the Tigers will be up to the task here to open this three-game set against Cincinnati. Look, I know a lot of people were pleasantly surprised, and I was pleasantly surprised with the start that this baseball team got off to, but if they actually believe that they have a shot at this, if they actually believe that they can compete for the postseason, these next 15 to 20 games 
are going to decide it because they're actually playing some good teams, like some really good teams. And I know Cincinnati has stumbled out of the gate, but we saw how we handled their rotation. We're going to see some of their best. We're going to see Castillo. We're going to see Bauer. Now, one thing I forgot to bring up, as of the time of this recording, no starter has been named for the Detroit Tigers for Sunday. That means that Casey Mize could make his Major League debut as early as Sunday afternoon. By the time I'm uploading this, by the time you're listening to this, the Tigers may have made that announcement, but the writing's kind of on the wall. I would put it at a, at a pretty high percentage chance that Casey Mize will be making his first career start on Sunday afternoon. I could not be more excited about that possibility. I truly hope when I'm recording Monday's podcast, I will spend all of it talking about Casey Mize's Major League debut. So that will do it for today's show. You can follow me on Twitter at Castellani2014. That's at C-A-S-T-E-L-L-A-N-I-2014. You can follow this show on Twitter at LockedOnTigers. While you're at it, go to Apple Podcasts, go to iTunes, leave a positive review of this show. It would be much, much appreciated. I've gotten uh, several lately, and I, I it's very nice, all the positive feedback. And last night, I crossed 16,000 followers on Twitter. Th- that's very meaningful to me. Obviously, there's no monetary value in it. I understand that, but I, I genuinely feel like there's nobody out there who has a more caring, a more kind, or better following than I do. I consider myself very lucky and very, very grateful. So that will do it for today's show. Thank you very much for listening. Have a great rest of your day. Have a great rest of your weekend and go Tigers.